Welcome to the Living Centered Podcast, where we enter into honest conversations about pursuing a more centered life, rediscovering, reclaiming, and rooting in to who we truly are. Hey, friends. I am so excited about today because I brought back one of my favorite co-hosts, Hannah Warren. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. And for an opportunity to have some discussions that we're really excited about. Mm -hmm. Uh, This month is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so in honor of that, we wanted to create these little mini episodes just to slide into your week um, to just start having conversations about topics that really matter to us and just kind of normalize and destigmatize how to talk about our mental health. Yeah. So Hannah and I are not therapists. No. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that. But we are people who have done therapy, have done the work, and are really passionate about destigmatizing mental health and creating opportunities for other people to do the exploration and work we know is life-changing. Yeah. And one of my favorite things that you say is that I'm going to give you the gift of going second. And that's what we hope that these little mini episodes are, is that we're giving you the gift of going second. We're going to have the conversation first. But we hope that this prompts you to then have these conversations with people in your life um, just to begin to talk about it. Because mental health is health, and we want to bring access and exploration to everyone. Yeah. So today we are talking about how to ask for help. Mm. And that may mean how to ask for help when you're struggling with your mental health, how to ask for help when your life is overwhelming and you're on the verge of burnout, or just plain how to ask for help with the people in your life. If you are like me, you are self-sufficient and don't like to admit that you're vulnerable. Yeah, so. I think that is something that culturally we are like ingrained to think is selfish yes. or to think is bad mm-hmm. um, or that it makes us weak, right? That we would need help. I think we're taught to be kind of tough and sturdy and take care of ourselves. But I think there's so much benefit to asking for help, not just for us, but also for community. Mm-hmm. Like when we allow someone else to help us, to see us, that's where a like, connection comes to. Right. I think a lot of times in my life, um, I walk around with the belief that like, It's okay for other people to ask for help, but not me. Mm -hmm. Like I carry this badge as the strong one or the capable one. Totally. And so asking for help has been a really beautiful gift that I've given myself and in turn given the people around me because it gives them an instruction manual of how to care for me. Totally, totally. And uh, we can't expect people to know how to care for us right. until, unless we ask them, you know, mm-hmm. and tell them plainly. Because we all have different needs and we're all going to be met in different ways and even in a different seasons. I'm going to have a really different need than I did last week or a year ago. And so we have to kind of like continue to revisit these conversations about asking for help because um, we're ever growing and evolving as humans too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mackenzie, why do you think we don't ask for help, especially around our mental health? I think one, mental health is something that we have been taught is private. Mm. It's something um, I think Miles always talks about how he wishes that we had the conversations we have in a therapist's office Mm -hmm. out in the world because it is something we should all be talking about. We really believe that at Onsite. But so many of us, we go to a private space. We talk to a stranger in a room. We don't want people to know. You know, there's just so much stigma around having any type of vulnerability around your mental health. And I think it's even in how we view mental health. Hmm. Mental health, we only pursue it when it's something that's going wrong in our lives. Yeah. And what if we looked at it like we do our physical health? There are intentional, proactive things that I do to care for my physical health. How do I then do that for my mental health? Mm -hmm. So it's just, a. I think it's a view of mental health and then also 
a fear that it would make us look weak. Yeah. I think we often think that if we need help, then that means we're broken. Yeah. And I think that actually maybe it's, that's a helpful starting place. It's like, how do we rethink what help is? Because mm-hmm. even me as a friend coming to you and saying, hey, I need help. I actually don't need you to fix me. I actually don't need you to make it right. This is me saying, I need help. Will you help me on my way? Will you encourage me? I need someone to hold it with me. I need to not be alone in this. And so maybe that's even a a good starting point is asking for help doesn't mean you're looking for a solution necessarily. There's lots of different ways to resource people and come alongside people um, to help them. And I think that's a a thing sometimes we don't ask because we're scared that they won't have the answer. Like if I come to you and say, I'm feeling this way, I don't want to put the pressure on you that you have to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so if we can help mitigate those feelings, that asking for help, A, doesn't mean we're broken, so we don't need fixing. Yeah. It just means that we're aware. We're recognizing something is off and we want to change something. Yeah. And so I think when we go in and ask for help, it is kind of, you have to like stir up your gumption for some of us to do that. Yeah. Um, but then how do we give the people in our lives the gift of saying, and this is how you can help me? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we're not asking to be fixed, but you you just name some things like, I want you to hold space for me. Mm-hmm. I want to just not feel alone in it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't know what we need. Yeah. And so I think just opening the lines of communication of like, hey, can this be a safe space? Yeah. What are some of the things that we maybe like phrases we could use to ask when we need help? Yeah. I was just thinking about this the other day, and I think just having the vulnerability to say something like, hey, I have something I really want to share, and I don't really know what to say about it. Yeah. Do you mind if I try? (laughs) Or, hey, I'm not doing well. Mm -hmm. Can you help me find resources? Or... Uh, this is out of my comfort zone to talk about, but yeah. I but I trust you and I value you and I know you love me, so I want to let you into this. Um, I think those are all really good starting points because you don't have to know how to say something. It doesn't have to be packaged or polished. Um, it's just you allowing another person to see you, you know? Yeah, I love those because there is so much permission on it. I think sometimes we feel like I have to know the answer is coming to you and just yeah. calling out that it feels awkward. Sometimes yeah. We don't ask people how they're doing because we're afraid of the awkwardness and we mm-hmm. don't ask for help because mm-hmm. we're afraid. So leaning into the awkward to say, yeah. I don't really know what's going on, but I know something's not right. Yeah. Or um, I don't really know what to say. Can I try? Mm-hmm. Just this feels this feels funny. This feels awkward. Yeah. And I think one way to really honor whoever you're asking for help by saying um, a phrase that I've kind of picked up recently is just – I have something I want to share with you. Mm. Do you have the emotional space to hold it right now? Yeah. Or like just honoring that like, hey, maybe this isn't a good time. And let them kind of take ownership too to say like, hey, I'm actually, I'm not in that good headspace right now. Can we connect about this tomorrow? Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of honors them too to say, I want to help you, but I want to be present to help you. Or I want to be, make sure I'm supported in order to help you too. Hey friends, it's Mackenzie and Hannah, and we are popping in to talk to you about the on-site mercantile. Mackenzie, what is the mercantile? The Mercantile is our online and in-person store that is full of curated emotional wellness goods, books, apparel, and basically just things from all of our favorite brands. Yeah, I love our mercantile and that's like really not an ad it's not an understatement i really really do it's filled with so many amazing tools and resources it's filled with really fun gifts i feel like every time i have a friend's birthday or someone moving i instantly head to our mercantile because i know Mm -hmm. it's not just going to be something that fills their house or fills their closet but it's going to be a product that encourages goodness and encourages wellness and so it isn't just something it's something to empower someone and i love that about our store our store is filled with 
books from some of our favorite authors. It's mm-hmm. filled with mementos. If you're an onsite alumni, you may see something that reminds you of your time on campus. Um, and it's filled with resources for kids and adults and all sorts of things to just encourage people wherever they are on their emotional health journey. Yeah, and we, as I mentioned, it's all of our favorite brands, and so we really have made a conscious effort and an intentional effort to bring in brands that are doing good in the world, and so I just love this collection of curated goods. Like you said, I have several items from it and absolutely love it. So as a podcast listener, you can get 20% off when you use the code PODCAST. Yeah, so if you want to check out our online store, you can find it in the link in our website, but you can also go directly to onsiteworkshops.com backslash mercantile, and that will take you to all of our favorite resources. And in the top of that navigation, there's a little gift guide, and that will kind of feature some of our favorite products that we can't wait to get in your hands. Get shopping, friends! I have a random question for you. Do you remember like your first time asking for help, especially around your mental health? Do you have a memory around maybe a clumsy or awkward experience that you had? Yeah, I, two things came to mind. Um, One was in a really heavy season of my life. I went to college and I was like, what I know now is I was having an intense season of anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a lot of new and all that. And I just didn't know what was happening with Mm -hmm. me. And I remember calling my parents and just saying, something's not right. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. I just kept saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And everything felt really big and I didn't feel like I had the tools and I didn't I didn't know what was happening to yeah. me. And so I think the the fear of that, there's a lot of fear when I think about that. I also think about another season of my life where I came to someone and I said, hey, I'm not doing well. Mm-hmm. My anxiety is off the charts and I'm afraid of what that means. I like was going to um, a boss hmm. and I was like, I need to figure this out and I, I can't be here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really vulnerable, but I was able to, I mean, this person held space for me and I took PTO for the afternoon and like mm-hmm. did that. But, and then they kindly returned to me and I was like, hey, that's okay. This is a safe space to do that, but I want to equip you to address this mm-hmm. and kind of that was kind of the first push that I had from someone to to find therapy mm-hmm. um, and to and to find resourcing outside of myself because I didn't I didn't have it yeah one of the things that I think about in both of those situations is I wish that I had asked for help sooner mm-hmm. I wish that I didn't mm-hmm. let it get till desperation mode mm-hmm. to say that's the only time that it's quote unquote, acceptable to ask for help is when I'm in desperation. I wish that I asked for help when it first started. And people could have come around me um, and helped equip me and I would have been in a much better place, I think. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think most people wait until crisis um, to raise a flag. And Mm -hmm. if we could start to notice the the little indicators in ourselves, the little green flags are just saying like, hey, something's happening or something's off. And if we could pay attention to our bodies and our emotions, Mm -hmm. how that would impact kind of everything. And we don't have to get to the place of burnout or turmoil. Yeah, I think the more that I've become acquainted with my anxiety and with the things that activate me, I see it now as like the light on the dashboard, just Mm -hmm. saying, hey, something's up. Mm -hmm. And I catch it sooner now, the more that I've been willing to say, okay, you're here, anxiety. What are you trying to tell me? Mm -hmm. And how do we get in front of this? Mm -hmm. Um, And how do I ask for help? And how do I 
not bear it alone. Yeah. I think community is such a big piece in all of this. Yeah. What about you, Hannah? What do you think of? Um, I think there's a lot of times in my life where uh, I kind of, for a long time, really prided. Prided? Prided? What's the word? Prided myself? Prided yourself. I really yeah. prided myself on being self-sufficient, on not needing help, on being the strong one, et cetera. Yes. And so it took me a lot to deconstruct a lot of those narratives. Mm-hmm. It's like a good ego blow, too, because, um, like, time to get off my high horse. Like, yeah. that's not helping anyone no. for me to be that person. It wasn't helping my friendships. It wasn't enriching my relationships that I was that person, because then that just uh, puts a savior complex on me. I create that for myself. And so I had to dismantle a lot of that for myself, but also for the people around me, because in order to love them, in order to be in real relationships with each other, we can't, one person can't be the yeah. strong one. We have to have relationships that allow other people to care for other people. Well, and people don't feel safe coming to you. You right with that yeah. right yes and so I've noticed since I've I've noticed a dramatic change in my relationships since I've started to be open about my mental health since I've started to uh, ask for help since I've started to mm-hmm. say like this is hard for me to talk about in all relationships both personal professional etc when we are we allow ourselves to be humans and not superheroes I think that's where real connection happens so that's what comes mm-hmm. to mind for me so in this conversation about asking for help. I think we are always like we're often we don't ask for help, but I was thinking about times in my life when someone has asked for like very specific help. And this is a silly example, but when my best friend had a baby, I just said to her like, hey, what can I do for you? And she's Mm -hmm. someone who helps everyone. She doesn't ask for help. She was like, oh, no, I'm fine. And I said, hey, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And what she said to me was, I've been really craving Fruity Pebbles um, (laughs) marshmallow treats. Yeah. And so I made those, and it was such a – one, I felt so loved by her because she trusted me. She's someone who doesn't ask for help, and she asked for a very specific thing. Right. And she gave me an instruction manual of how to love her. Yeah, that's so good. I think that is such a good example of how these things can be small but have a giant impact. And that um, if we don't wait until we're in crisis and crashing, because then we do need big help. Um, I've been in those moments where my depression has gotten too large, and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I needed help. I needed resources. I needed a therapist. And those are all really beautiful things. But oftentimes with our friends, we just need, hey, oh, I need a hug. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need someone to go on a walk with. Yeah. Oh, I could actually really, it would really be helpful if you could go pick up my groceries for me. Like yeah. all those things that are humbling um, are so loving towards ourselves and also loving to the people that love us that you get to care for somebody. You get to come alongside somebody. Mm, those are all really good, small, tangible examples. So what are, like, let's, let's list off some of those small, tangible things before we get to crisis that we could ask for people to help us with Yeah, that would keep us from the burnout. Yeah. This last week, um, I was overwhelmed, and I had a lot of things going on. And I, instead of spiraling, I asked my boyfriend, can you go get my car oil changed for me? Yeah. And, and that is a humbling thing to do because I like to be self-sufficient. I like mm-hmm. to take care of myself. But I knew, like, he has more margin than me this week. He wants to care for me. And I don't necessarily know how to let him emotionally care for me right now. But I know that this act will help me. This will alleviate some stress from me. Yeah. And, and that, by doing that, it alleviated my stress. It allowed me to actually tap in emotionally. And then I could let him connect with me emotionally and say, okay, now here's what I actually need caring for. But just by removing these obstacles, it allows you to actually understand what's going on in yourself. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, you and I hopped on a call and we're doing something virtually. And I just said, like, hey, can we catch up real quick? Yeah. 
because that was grounding for me. I was feeling like my week was spiraling. I had so many back-to-back meetings where there was no connection point, mm-hmm. and I knew that that would help me. Mm-hmm. And so you and I just caught up. We connected really quick. We talked about our weekends, and I just said, like, I haven't haven't connected with you in a while. What does that look like? So how do we create that kind of space too? Yeah, That's yeah. Great. I think that this is maybe, I mean, now as we're wrapping up the conversation, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about a word that might help us switch. But if you need or if I need permission to say that, maybe it's not do I need help. It's like, how could I use support? Yeah. Um, and sometimes we do need help. I do think that's okay to humble ourselves and say, like, I need help. Need but also, help. like, how could help. I use support? Yeah. Because support comes in all different ways, emotional, mental, physical, all these things that support us. And asking for others to support us is a healthy ask. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a beautiful gift we can give the people in our lives. So Mm -hmm. next week, we are going to talk about how to check in with a friend. Because I think sometimes we want to offer help to our friends, but we don't know how to do that well. And so we're going to dive into giving you really practical examples to check in on the people in your life. I can't wait. And I hope for whoever's listening right now that you just take 10 minutes to just say, how could I use support this week? Who can I ask to help me with Mm -hmm. that? And or come alongside me in that and do it. Just prioritize it and get it done this week. Reach out. Take the vulnerable step. Mm -hmm. Uh, We always joke around that it just takes 10 seconds of courage. Yep. And then you can ask the other person. And how could I support you? How can I support you? 